Welcome to Starlight, a space-themed D&D opera. My name is Sam Williams, and I'm the voice behind Clive Jensen, your favorite cybernetic cowboy. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for tuning in. This show is a passion project for all of us, and without you, it wouldn't be possible. After the show, if you could drop us a review on iTunes, this will help us further our goal of reaching the furthest corners of the galaxy and allow us to provide the best adventure for every spacer. Thank you, everyone. And with that, let us continue into Starlight. Hello, weathered spacers, and welcome to Starlight. As many of you know, I'm Isaac Yorks, the GM of these zany adventures. I wanted to see if you knew all the ways you can connect with us. We have social media pages, like our Starlight Adventures page on Instagram, where you can get information on upcoming things and even vote on story elements, or get your questions featured in the show. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and Discord. Lastly, we have a super fun Patreon links in the show notes below our patreon members get exclusive access to story information npc builds story voting and much more like one shot games with yours truly if you want to get more involved in the show or give back these are all great things to check out all right i'll see you soon spacers now back to the action Welcome back to Starlight, guys. It's good to have you all here. We are going to jump right into this space battle, the first one we've ever had. I'm pumped. I don't know. Is anyone else pumped? I'm pumped. No, I'm terrified, but let's yeah, do it. I'm scared. <laughs> Dude, the weight of this entire battle is on your shoulders, Clyde Jensen. Literally, everyone could die because of you. You know what? Yeah, because of Clive. Look here. <laughs> it's chill, okay? I'm just going to point out your ship has not been outfitted with escape pods or anything of that nature. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> but it's on you if we die. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If you die... Actually, it's on the dice roll. Mm, excuses. <laughs> but if you die, it will be on the world's most exclusively beautiful battle mats of all times. Imagine your spaceship shot in the side, boom, a missile on the other side, boom, and the ship goes <laughs> And when it explodes, the explosion will be on this gorgeous planet of Endul. Beautifully illustrated, custom-made, okay, actually, you could probably use this planet for anything, but seriously, Loki Battle Mats, thank you for sponsoring the show and giving us the most cinematic, artful piece of space battle combat that we are ever had. It's our first one ever had. This is going to be awesome. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Um, but I digress. Welcome to Starlight, and let's jump in for what I think will be a very exciting episode. Hey, Neuralink, access memories. Accessing. Convening with the Laggerty family on the planet of Arashka, the spacers come to a deal that will allow them to try and punch a hole past the Pelagium Pact's blockade while the Laggerty lead an offensive as they insert special ops planet side for an extraction mission. Before the mission, however, the spacers explore the Garden of Humanity, 
a beautiful estate cultivated in homage to all manner of life. McKenna's esteem is boosted as her physique and likeness is added to the garden in the form of a giant Loxodon statue, and Clive stumbles upon something darker and more mysterious. In a hidden grove, he finds a statue of many faces and shadows, the plaque tells of this thing known as a gola, a being who has many lives forced into one, a being with many life memories swelling beneath the consciousness, just waiting to be free. Naturally, questions arise. Is Clive a synth? Is Clive even who he thinks he is? Is he a gula? And more. Eventually, however, it is time to go, and the spacers tag along with the laggardy, using the cover to break into the atmosphere of Endul, but not before being spotted by a packed warship. Memories retrieved. For the first time in a while, I have an open vote inspiration for everyone. So my vote actually is going to go to Atlas. Um, and then we'll go around Robin. Courtney, who would you vote inspiration for? And I am going to say this. I'm going to put down my chips as a super evil GM. But if we get a tie, I'm just going to take that inspiration and give it to an NPC. Well, because McKenna can never do anything nice for Atlas, um, I can't agree with that one. So I'll give it to Clive. Uh, yeah, Atlas will give it to Clive also. <clears throat> I'm gonna give it to, because it feels weird voting for myself. I'm gonna give it to McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> Clive, accept from your fellow teammates the next point of inspiration. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, no, that's, that was not my motivation. No. <laughs> that was definitely my motivation. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so nervous right now. Okay. Okay. So we jump in with these laser bolts, strafing the side of the C2, missing thanks to Clive's quick thinking of getting into the cloud. But with the radar jammer having been destroyed upon entering the atmosphere, the two Orc Pelagium ships make their way through the cloud, just showing the smoke kind of like clearing from the clouds around it, just as you see their energy weapons start to power up. All right, Clive, as you are piloting the ship, you will be solely rolling initiative against me. So go ahead. I just rolled a 20. Then you will start off, and we will go in a round robin. Me and you. So you're going to go first, and then you get to go again. So go ahead and take your first turn. Oh. Um, as as we go, again, this is just a reminder. Uh, this is a side initiative. So you guys will all make your turns first. McKenna, you said uh, you want to try talking to them first before anything? Mm-hmm. I'm going to move the ship out of the cloud to avoid getting shot at. Is there a special thing I need to do to turn like the communication on or do I need to roll to get into theirs? They could have like their comms off. Mm -hmm. You will just need to actually take in an action to t do essentially what would be like the speech skill. Okay. Then yeah, I'll do that. Oh. Ho -ho! 19 plus 6, 25. We'd love to talk, 
before being shot at if there's a moment for that, please. <laughs> there's a, a voice comes in over back. Uh, do you speak Orcish? Does anyone speak Orcish? I do! Enemies of the Pelagian Pact will die. Um, we don't actually know if we're enemies of the Pelagian Pact. We haven't had the chance to get to know you yet. Can we, can we get to know you? <laughs> You've kind of shut yourself off to the world. And so we, we came in with interest of getting to know you. 25. The voice calls in. Stand down your weapons. Weapons are down. There is a needless shot that fires above your ship as a warning sign. We will destroy your vehicle at first sign. And I let up. you guys know all this, for the record. The, the ships come up towards yours, and they flank the sides. You will follow us to the Dreadnought, where you will bank your ship and bring it into the hangar. Absolutely. This is great, guys. <laughs> no, but this is this is great. Either side of us. This is how we Guys, yeah, you guys well, have weapons on the forward and after. We don't the ship. have weapons on yeah, the side of our ship. Yeah, this is fine. If we get on, like we can <laughs> fight way better in person with Atlas. We're avoiding a space battle. You're just gonna get onto an army ship. But, but, but versus I know. An, I was about to say, but versus an entire dreadnought full of. Rip his head off, take his I'm ship. I'm gonna let you choose your own actions, but I just got us out of a space battle, and if you would like the space battles to occur, then by all means. It's your se- it's your right, second Clive. turn, Clive. I need you, I need your input for, and then I'll I'll keep moving oh, your guys' ship forward at the end of each of at the end of each of your turns. Stand by. I'm gonna uh, allow the escort for now. Is there still like a big cloud of smog somewhere? Intermittently, bought a big cloud, two hexes behind you. Can these ships go in reverse? No, the ships do not go in reverse, but you can. You can do a flyby um, that would allow you to move through an enemy hex without provoking an attack of opportunity, which can only be done by a pilot. And then. Yeah, the only other thing I would say is um, you have like the you have the you have the barrel roll, which um, can be used to turn. Would I be able to barrel roll into the smog? <laughs> can I just make uh, the the note that I don't understand what the point in talking is if we're going to end up fighting anyways? I'm just I'm no no look like I'm not doing anything yet. I'm just exploring my options here this is our uh, first space battle i just want to get a good feel of what it is that i am actually able to do okay i would say the bear you're not gonna like you can't barrel roll as a movement the barrel roll is more so to flip positions so that way you can get someone who's in a disadvantaged position to be able to attack or something like that 
Now the problem, the the drawback of a barrel roll is if you fail a barrel roll, then um, the next attack can be made on you with advantage. The only the other option that might be interesting to you guys is the hacking option, where you can hack to stall another vehicle's computer. You can hack and stall another vehicle's computer, um, and they lose their ability to pilot the ship for the next turn. Courtney does not look happy. <laughs> And Courtney's the only one who's probably decently okay at that one. Yeah, I think she would be the only one that... And at this point, I don't think McKenna <laughs> would go for that. Okay, put it to a vote right now. Are we going to fight, or are we going to go to the Dreadnought? Oh my gosh, this is so dumb. <laughs> I'm going to the Dreadnought. Okay, I'm going to vote for going to the Dreadnought. Yeah, we can go to the Dreadnought. guys approach the dreadnought this dreadnought is like all the other dreadnoughts you've seen although not quite as big as the the major one that you saw in, up in orbit but it is a smaller dreadnought built of bones and sinewy flesh there is a bay door that opens immediately a swarm of three more starships come out and they continue escorting you in but it doesn't even matter there's a tractor beam that catches the ship and slowly guides it in you guys are caught in the jowls of this almost behemoth that looks like it's trying to eat you and you guys are brought into a docking bay a docking bay that is filled with ships filled with a mix of orc forces but also various other beings you see stripped on all of like the Durastil walls are these these flags of, with an eye set in the middle, that silver flag with the burning eye. And immediately a voice crackles in over your ship. You are going to exit the ship on your hands and knees. If we see a weapon, you will be killed. You will crawl to your captor. From there you may stand where you will be handcuffed and brought in for questioning to decide your usefulness to the Pelagian Pact. Um, if you are a spy, or if you are here to sabotage us, you will be brought before the behest of Grummish, the single-eyed king who will bring judgment upon all of you. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Um, our, um, our biggest fellow here, he has a hurt knee. Um, and he won't be able to get on his hands and knees because his leg is broken and he has quite the ego problem. I didn't say that part. Um, and so is it okay if he walks um, just his knees a little under the weather? Otherwise, I'll be on my, I'm a little large, so I'm probably the height of you on my hands and knees. But is it okay if he walks? I just want to make sure no one gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a log silence. She already knows what the problem was. <laughs> yep. How did he come about these injuries? Oh, he went on a hike, and on the hike, he slipped a little, and then his his knee got a little out of place. Um, and so he's just a little. No battles, nothing intense there. Just like a, a little displacement in the knee. All right. With that explanation, I'm going to put your DC kind of high. Why? Go ahead and roll. I was trying to make him roll. see not like, like intimidating. What's the DC? It was 20. 
No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> I told you it was going to be high. Well, I rolled a 17. Oh. I feel like that's still high. That's pretty high. It's not, a, just not high enough. He may sit on the ground, turn himself around, and drag himself out. Whew. Well. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll see you out there. And I tell this to Alice, fully aware that this is going to be a problem. And I let you know that I tried to get you to walk out, um, but then they said the other option was sit on your... <laughs> <laughs> Sit on your butt and push yourself out. So you. All right, all right, hold on, it hold sounds on. like you're. I'm gonna leave this. Hold on, I, I'm gonna leave this to rolls for. Atlas. Well, here's the thing. It sounds like you can either like you can walk out and get shot at. You can, like, pretend to like be really strong and crawl out on your hands and knees and like your knees aren't bothering you and or they are and you're just manning up, or you can go out on your. But and scoot yourself out. Everyone, leave your weapons. Yeah. As soon as you guys leave your weapons, Kinsworth Page appears. Adventure! You promised me adventure, and boy, did you bring it! <laughs> Amen! McKenna? Yes? Am I going to be torn down and sold into scrap metal before I have a chance to be turned into a real live boy? Mm. Well, first we need to see if we can talk ourselves out of this one. So, can I get back to you on that? So should I keep the ship warm? Yes. Very. Maybe they'll see that I'm a synth and won't think we're friendly with the Federation. Please keep the ship warm. Uh, and and please don't like put all. Remember how I asked you to put all the like guards up before, and you didn't want to listen to me because you had your puzzles. I don't have time for the puzzles now, but the guards <laughs> would be really great. Maybe a few booby traps along the way. Booby traps. I can do that. I know you can. He stands up and puts his hand up to his forehead and. Best of luck, Moonmaker. It's just like the time we broke into that vault. And to you, Paige. <sighs> what it is to have a real name. And then, the, as he says that, the doors open with a... on my hands and knees. Uh, so am I. <laughs> I slowly walk out. <laughs> Before I step all the way out, though, can I just scan the area to see how many of these people there are? Yeah, make a perception roll. <laughs> Six. From what you can see, there's about six. 
but you you don't know <laughs> you don't know how many like any turret weapons are on you guys all that sort of stuff but they aren't they aren't joking they're carrying weapons of war not regular just personal security weapons they're dressed in this black armor that is looks like it's been mishmashed together but has like the single cohesive line and set in the center again is that is usually like a sash of darker green that attaches to this dull red eye at the center most of them carry different armaments some actually carry burst weapons all look like hard individuals you actually only see about three orcs but you see dozens of other beings um I have to ask, because this would be a big influencer. Do they... Do I recognize them? Like, their organization or faction? I was going to ask that, too. Go ahead and make a perception roll. But I swear to God, they are... Well... No, no, you don't necessarily recognize them, like, as, a, as an individual entity or group. It seems like a mishmashed amount of people, but no, no like, particular terrorist group or paramilitary group that you would have run into in the past. Now now that we're seeing like the okay. flag and like these dreadnoughts in person, can I do a history check on all of this to see like if any of this I've read anything, this sounds familiar. Yep. Um that is an unnatural twenty. Say that you've heard of the you've heard of Grumish, having spent your time at Makers University. Grumish is a an old deity one that was rejected from the coalition within the reveries and in that case was one of the igniting sparks that led to the orcs having an all-out war with the federation that led to a complete annihilation of their planet you know the orcs were a little bit like um the, the japanese during world war ii where they were trained down to the child to fight and so the only way to, that or not the only way, but the way that was decided to break that was to almost completely make their planet uninhabitable and nearly wipe them out. And Grumish is a a god of war, a god of conflict. The belief that nothing is in in a state of stasis. Things are always changing, and that change is only brought about through cycles of peace and war, famine and feast. And it is through that process that real individuals are made. Atlas will slowly get on for the sake of his companion. His hands and knees. Start moving forward. <laughs> so Atlas is the last one out. And you guys come into the crowd. The crowd grabs all of you, pulls you up. You guys are all bound by the wrist with these laser manacles that bind you behind your back. Similar ones are clapped to your ankles that with like a binding of laser in the middle that's enough for you to walk but not go into a full run. And before you, you hear the jingle of footsteps as dressed very similar to a member of the House of Reveries in the Abidi is you see this single orc. Hair is silver. The eyes are wizened. And it has like a, a mustache that wraps around up into the bottom of the lip. And he has two tusks, both kept immaculately clean. And he wears this flowing gown that's silver. And on it, there are red crystals. Crystals that have a very similar look to that of the Christosis shard. 
And that's what you hear as the jingling as he stepped forward, all those crystals moving. You can see on his back what appears to be like the hilt, some sort of like laser weapon. So, your friend here was not on a hike, was he? Able to crawl out, broken leg. Actually, he wanted to show you how strong he was and not crawled on his ass. Atlas, make a deception check, and you get to make it with advantage. Deception. Uh, uh, 13. He looks you up and down. You want to know us. You want to know the truth of Grosh. And in seeking that truth, I know what you will find. There is a place for strong individuals here. I didn't catch your name. Names are for another time. Okay. I do understand the tension happening here from a very textbook perspective, and I would like to share what I know with you so you can fill in the gaps. You came in during the midst of a raid. I did. From a private military enterprise located on one of the traitorous planets of Arashta. I do not think it is that it is coincidence that this is when you make your way here, but you were smart enough not to fight. So you found your way onto this dreadnought under our chieftain. But the truth will be ferreted out. Whether you are spies or terrorists or enemies of the state, I do not care which one it is, but you will admit it before Grumsh. We could be neutral and just curious, <laughs> too. None is neutral in war. Bring them this way. And he begins leading the group down a series of hallways, down lifts, up lifts, through the ship itself. Right before you guys are separated, and as Orc looks at all of you, puts his hand behind his back. If you have use to the Pelagium Pact, the truth will come free. If you are not enemies, the truth will come free. If you are weak, the truth will also come free. Remember that pain begets change. And if it is true you have decided to forsake the Federation, and then that's when he takes a long look at you, McKenna, and seeing the harm that they have caused, we shall see if there is a place for you. And then you guys are thrown into the different rooms. Now the rooms are, they kind of have like these little like holes in them. They're all right next to each other. So you guys can talk to each other through these like little welted holes in the wall between each one. Can they hear us? Yeah, they can hear you guys talk, but you guys can also talk amongst yourself. See, I told you guys, this is going swimmingly. You and I have very different definitions of what that means. Well, it just seems like they want the truth, and that is what we will give them. We're just curious about who they are. They're a guard out- you said there's a guard outside our door, right? Not necessarily, like, just hanging out right there, but there- there is, like, a constant motion of someone coming and going, or something coming and going. 
Well, we for sure aren't fighting for the Federation, so at least we have that to work with us. Otherwise... <sighs> I truly meant it when I said we were neutral. I don't feel like we have a side, and I was curious on who they were and what they stand for. Alice will go up to his bars and then to the first guard he can see, not a security bot. I don't think they'll really respond. He's gonna call them over, see if one will, like, come up. What do you want? I need to speak to Kalik. Who's Kalik? <laughs> go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Eleven. <laughs> Ain't no one speaking to Kalik. Kalik speaks to those he wants. It's not the other way around. And right now, Kalik has not left his dreadnought and his chambers in weeks. Right now, he is receiving the glorious symbol from Grumish on how to move forward. Well, thank you for confirming that he's here. How amazing he would spend weeks with Grumish. What a... What a true gift to be able to spend that much time with him. Don't you think? <laughs> Go ahead and make a charisma roll. <laughs> Is this a persuasion or just straight charisma? Oh, you're not necessarily trying to persuade him of anything. Of my admiration? That's fair. You can do a persuasion then. 17. It's a funny thing, thinking that Aloxodon would know anything of that. But, yes, the fire of war lives in you. And you have been through trauma. You would understand his favor. Yeah, I would. And I I understand the tension that's necessary within Grumish. And the desire for this phases of war and peace. And it all makes sense to me. Especially when you think about the way the, the, the triumvirate, the setup, this all, is all the pieces are coming together. Um, and I would truly, if at all possible, to get a message into... into Whoever this Kalik is, he sounds like he's your leader, um, to have the opportunity to learn from him. <laughs> um, and I know you said he's been in there for weeks, but I'm sure someone delivers him food. I can, I mean, I'd be happy to deliver his food for him. Um, just any way to, to get even five minutes of his time, I'm sure I could learn so much. Go to make a persuasion roll. Ooh, that's a 12. Galak hasn't eaten in years. He is sustained by Grumish. That's a nice gesture, though. And it's good. Maybe one day I'll be seeing you here on these ships fighting for the cause. Making a difference in this universe. Yes, and what was your name? I he gets cut off as a door from the slam. He looks back. Yumor. Nice to meet you, Yumor. We'll see you around. And then there is a clap. So, these are the prisoners I was told about. Well, you treat them like this? Come on now, open these doors. Open them up. And uh, the doors are hastily opened with a crush. Allowing you, you guys are still manacled, but you guys can walk out. And you see a man in his 40s. There is a uh, woman next to him, and they both seem to kind of be like a duo. They're they're both dressed in like these red robes, 
and very bookish type of people, but very kindly, it seems. They welcome you out. I hear that you all three made a wonderful decision in not fighting against us. And in fact, that maybe, assuming that you pass the test, you are here to join in the Great Vision. This is wonderful. We are priests of the Great Eye. But more than that, we are priests of freedom, of justice. We may look human, but we are sense. We were rescued by these orcs. We were given a chance at redemption, and we realized that we were forged in the fire of conflict. And hopefully, when we are done here on Enduel and throughout the galaxy, other people will have an awakening. This is Nameless, and I am also Nameless. We are avatars of Grunch. Who we are does not matter, but if you wish to call us something, I am 3-4, and she is uh, 85. 3-4 comes over to Clive first and opens his arms. Brother, come. Come. And he goes to pull you in for a hug. Do you allow him to? Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest hug you've ever had. Because he grabs you and grabs you by the back of the head and brings your head up to his forehead. For a second, you think he's going to kiss you. And then... His hand slips to the side of your neck and rests right over the vein as he's holding you. Clive, how do you feel about this situation? How do you feel about this whole situation? He's feeling cautious. He understands that he's in a position where he can't really do much, but at the same time kind of relieved almost that it's other synths that he's come in contact with uh, and that through them he may be able to find answers about himself so he's very accepting of the situation and is very accepting of the hug are there any nerves uh, I would say so but more so because he's still shackled and is technically still captured on this dreadnought of people that he's not quite sure if they're enemies or friendlies but as he realizes that these are other synths he's, the nerves are calming just a bit I want you to go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw uh, 13 he releases you and he turns to 85 and says Grumish is upon this one please see him on to the next test then he walks over to Atlas and says brother do you allow him to give you a hug? Kind of like Clive said, I'm kind of shackled. So it's very awkward because he does the same thing, but he re instead of pulling your head down, he just reaches up and is almost like resting a hand on your neck. How do you feel about this? I feel like a, a kind of like a caged beast, honestly. <laughs> like, literally locked up. Um, still trying to get my job done and keep getting held up by either people trying to take us captive or whatnot. Impatient, yeah, restless. He keeps his hand on me for too long and I'm gonna get irritated. And are there any nerves? More of the combat sense of what he's trying to do and also if we're gonna be armed at all or impeded longer. Then go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. It's 21. Ah, 
That is good. That is good! You will make a great avatar of Grumish. And then he motions for you to join Clive. And lastly, he turns to you. <laughs> Laxadon. Perhaps the only other race that has been as displaced as ours. As displaced as the orc. I understand your plight. And then he comes to give you a hug. Boop, I'm sorry. I am curious the point in these hugs. I am a little shocked that my friends here let you hug them, and this is just the curious student nature in me. So so why why must you hug us? I actually want you to go to make a history roll on this. Maybe before yes. asking that question? Yes. A nine. The hugs is a way to see into the soul. Mm. When I embrace you, Gromish embraces you. I know that. I know that. Do you allow him to hug you? Yeah. What are you feeling, McKenna? I think McKenna is feeling a combination of, like, honestly, peace and conflict and this desire to, like, recognition of what the orcs have been through, but recognizing she's also tied up and the pain that comes from this kind of invasion. Um, so as far as like viscerally what she's feeling, she's, she's, I imagine like really trying to stay calm, but also very nervous in this kind of setting because of the, like the recognition and how you get to a place like this. And are there nerves? Yeah. Yeah. A small amount, medium amount, big amount. Somewhere between small and medium. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Fifteen. He finishes embracing you and says, <sighs> Glory be to the Great Watcher. All of them, all of them are not liars. And as he slips a hand away, you feel your heartbeat. And you realize what he was feeling for was for quick changes in heart rate. Mm. So then 85 ushers you over and she begins to lead you again with a cadre of guards to a different room. This time you all get to sit in this room. The lighting is low and there's a table. And at the far end of the table, at the head of the table, you see what is what looks like an assassin bot. It's sitting there with its the metal that almost like morphs, and you see that its hand is outstretched into a box, or the box is rather a part of its hand. On the other side of the box, the side you can see, there is a, a hole to put your own hand in. 85 looks like all of you. This test will not harm you. At least not in the physical realm. But what you feel will be here, in the mind. If you are a real being, worthy of Grumish's enlightenment and change, you will be able to be more than an animal. She motions to the box. Unhinge their hands. Place your hand in there. And you will feel the most excruciating pain you have ever felt in all of your life. Nothing will compare to the physical pain. It will go for five minutes, 
Should you pull your hand out? Should you rip your hand in half to escape it? <laughs> you laugh now, but there have been those who have done that. We will have no choice but to discard you. Pass this test, and we may talk of your initiation into the Pelagium Pact. I'm sorry. I just came out of curiosity and wanting to get to know you guys. I'm not entirely sure I, I want to join the Pelagian Pact. Is there time to just learn more, or is it just straight to initiation? Oh, sister. Oh, sister. If you pass this, you do not have to fight. There are many things you can do within the Pelagian Pact. But you must understand the position we are in. You came in during an assault on our forces. With a private military that is allied with the Federation. You rode in on a vehicle outfitted for war. You hid from our vehicles. And what? not only that, this is all happening in the midst of a war zone. You must understand, we cannot just let you go. This is us showing you mercy. You say that you want to join. You say that you're interested. We cannot just allow spies or saboteurs to walk along these halls. And so, any spy or saboteur would not have passed that first test. And now we find out if you are worthy of being here. You have entered into a war zone. Are you able to withstand what you might see? Are you able to take on Grumish's blessing? We hit our ships because I too, like you, am a synth. And we were afraid that if you were Federation forces, and I was to be found out, we would have been destroyed on the spot. Go ahead and make a deception roll, and it's going to be with disadvantage. Uh, 19. I rolled a, uh, a 15 and a 17. I don't understand how you would think that this is Federation forces. Be that as it may, you are still finding yourself in a precarious situation. The thing is, is that we are immensely curious, and what you have going on here, as I'm sure you're well aware of, is is out of the norm. Um, and it has also been difficult to learn what's going on here, because all communication signals have been shut off, and so there was no other option except to come. There, We have people here that we love and that we're connected to, and, and issues... Oh shit, they like conflict. Well, yeah, they're not opposed to love. Um, and so to not come here was not an option. We we came here not shooting at you um, in hopes to have the opportunity to talk with you. Um, we came in peacefully, albeit we snuck in through other people shooting in, and I, uh, there's no other way to get in. You must understand. As you said, it is a war zone. How are we supposed to know? She looks to both McKenna and Clive, lingers a look at Clive, and it's kind of a look of, like, understanding. <sighs> Regardless, moving forward, you will have to place your hand in here, but you do not know, and so, what is it that you wish to know? You've come in curiosity. You've come seeking answers. She takes a seat at the table. Sit. Let us talk before we move on to the next trial. What is it that you wish to know? Thank you. 
I understand the history of the orcs and having been rejected by the reveries, your planet being made uninhabitable, or not, you're not an orc. Um, but I understand the heart of this conflict and where this arises from. I understand the need for war. I almost support that. But why close yourself off from the rest of the world? Why, why make it difficult to make contact here? And what's the plan going forward from here? I mean, how do you... How do you spread the word of Grumish while killing people? Let us answer questions one at a time. Contact with us is not, and has not, been halted. Contact with Indul has been jammed. We would not want triumvirate forces to be able to coordinate with outside FRA forces. We've had contact plenty of times with the FRA both down planet side and outer but we are the barrier signals from this planet do not get out and signals do not get in unless we allow it to be so so we are not closed off to the world two we've had to build this army in secret this has been decades in the making so prior to that there was a bit of a in the know but of course I myself was rescued from the horrors of the reveries. Reveries that were sponsored and encouraged by the Federation. It was a no-brainer. And when I heard Kallax speak for the first time, I knew. I knew what my future was. How do you, like, what's what's the plan in terms of, like, spreading the word if you're, if people are just dying? First, retribution. Kallax's planet was destroyed. Other planets have been destroyed. Rebellions have been created by the Federation only for the mere idea of creating conflict so that the citizenry would be distracted Mm -hmm. from the policies that the Triumvirate wielded. Mm -hmm. Retribution. It is not our wish to hurt people. But Grumish demands that what was done, an eye for an eye, is done here. The people who are willing and are able to make the change and the conversion from ways that they themselves are not evil, but living standards that have led to evil acts and things that they need to be re-educated on, those who are willing are being accepted into the fold. Those who have been warned, and they still make a different decision, well, that is on them. Either way, war is a messy conflict. And if I could, I would save everyone. But I can't. So first, we make an example of Endul. We will destroy the Triumvirate once we figure out how to get in there. Chop the head off the snake as we speak. What if I told you I knew who the snake was? Make a persuasion roll. 25. Then you would be a most valuable asset. And Kallik would probably want to speak with you himself. Would I have to put my hand in the box? Yes. I need a moment to think this through. Thank you for the information. I'm going to go meditate in the corner over here. I mean, Alice is basically been blown to bits. He's gonna walk up and stick his hand in the box. 
You said it's the most pain ever, but like honestly, Alice has been basically blown to bits. So I don't. So you throw your hand in immediately. It's not so bad, and then you feel like hundreds of these like little pin needles insert themselves into your skin, attaching to the nerve endings themselves. And then you watch as the arm of the robot starts to pulsate, almost like a venomous creature that's pumping some sort of like biological fluid into you, manipulating the nerves and the synapses and the neurons that feed pain to your brain. And you feel this burning sensation that wrenches up your entire body, the skin being peeled back as if the bone is being burned away, but then it's reforming and happening over and over again. You feel it all the way up into your eye sockets. Atlas, given your history, you can go ahead and make a constitution saving throw with advantage. 16. This pain is so immense. I need you, Atlas, to use any skill of your choice that you think would be helpful, but you find yourself just about to throw your hand out of the box. You grit your teeth. What skill would you use to push through that last moment of pain? Honestly, probably just athletics or strength in a sense. Go ahead and roll that athletics roll. 21, 15 plus 6. As you're about to pull your hand out, you shove it into the box further. With a, uh, the entire table shakes from the force of the... Uh, 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 and then suddenly it's gone. And you feel like your hand is missing. When you pull it out, your hand is still there. She comes over from her the side of her satchel she pulls out like a paint gourd and on your forehead paints the symbol of the eye welcome and then she looks both at clive and mckenna how did atlas how did atlas respond like what did he look like externally having this done <laughs> um initially nothing obviously don't face and then i think when uh he had to like force it to happen i think he started to actually like steam started to slowly kind of like come out and Alice, like, slow, like, probably was, like, very close to, like, raging, like, transforming. But he, like, stopped himself. Okay. Go ahead, Clive. Before Clive sticks his hand in the box, because it's another synth, and he feels like maybe, considering the situation that they're in, where they really don't have much of a mm-hmm. choice of what's going to happen here, he actually will start to tell him the story of like mm. when he woke up and some of the things that he's been experiencing since and how he can't really describe or explain why he's been feeling the way he has been to see if maybe because their sense if they kind of maybe see if going down this road is going to help him discover who he is i want you to actually then roll a straight charisma roll as you're you're trying to endear yourself to them uh, 14. Nameless, 85, nods her head. Raven hair falling in her face. It's going to be okay. I promise. And even if you never recover your old memories, there is a lifetime of new ones to be made. 
but it is good that you are here with your own kind. For what way can someone know about themselves if they are not surrounded by their own kind? I promise you, we will come around you, and we will help you figure out all of those questions. Our resources are your resources. And at that point, it looks like all of the tension that has been built up from this moment kind of like melts away. And he almost, almost without control over himself, sticks his hand in the box. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Uh, I'm gonna use, I got a five. I'm gonna use my inspiration to reroll that. Ooh, natural 20. There we go, 21. In that moment of calm and flow state, you almost for the first time move your own mind into the dark place. But you're like vaguely aware of everything and you find yourself accepting the pain because you can feel pain. And when you pull away with a faint smile, 85 looks at you and says, you are accepted. And she draws the eye on your head and looks over at McKenna. Fine, fine, I'll put my hand in the box. McKenna, will you please make a constitution saving throw as you put your hand in the box? 18. 16 plus 2. Wow. I thought one of you guys would fail. No one failed. I was going to, if not for the inspiration. You go through an immense amount of pain, and the only way that you overcome it is by replaying the image of your sweet, sweet daughter killed over and over again. And your mind is in a different place. And even though it hurts, you are you feel the pain continue even when they pull your hand out for you and you're kind of in a state of shock as the eye is drawn on your head out of curiosity where is Cisa? he's hiding in the smuggler's hold awesome 85 looks at you and says so you know the location of the triumvirates and how to get to them i want to talk to more people and to learn more And I want to know your intention when you get to him. And I don't know how to get in. I just know who he is, if I'm being honest. Her face kind of falls. Oh. We know who he is, too. Do you know who he was previously? No, but it does not matter. I'm sorry to disappoint. She leads you away, and you guys are given quarters. Your ship is impounded. Um, as long as you guys are wearing the symbol of the eye, people treat you as if you are family. Respect is given. You've heard nothing of Sisa, so what you probably would guess, Sisa is impounded in the ship and can't get out. Okay. Hey, Sisa, you doing okay? Hello? Hello? The, hey, hey, I, it's all quiet here. There was a lot of noise, heard some boots, but nobody came in. Nobody found the smuggling hold. Okay. Um, what's going on? 
You stay there. Maybe for a while. There's food in the smuggling hold. Um, we uh, somehow just join this mess. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be a while. Um, I don't know where the ship is right now, and I'm going to need you to stay hungered down. Remember, I'm being transparent and honest with you all the time. You are in a sticky situation. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, how long before you guys unjoin? I'm not sure. I can't give you a deadline, but I will make sure somehow we check in with you in less or in a week. In a week? There's enough food. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. 20. <sighs> You're not giving me very many options. You could leave and die. Thanks. And then it cuts out. <laughs> <laughs> Over about close to like a half day's information, all the information you would want to know, like that is allowed to you guys, is given to you. Um, you learn that essentially that the occupation is going to end as soon as the triumvirate is destroyed and that there is some grand plan at the end of that and then from there they will move on to take on other planets that are major seats in the federation and truly everyone believes that the pain they create will create change for the better because it will force people to grow and recognize the mistakes they've made um and it's also about retribution but you guys get a lot of just kind of like standard information. But Atlas, as you are kind of like wandering the dreadnought, you know, you guys are, even though you're treated like family, you guys do still have like people who kind of like keep an eye on you, follow you, um, answer your questions. You come to an area of the ship, Atlas, like deep within. And you just catch the tail end of it as this door is closing to some sort of like, almost like science bay. You catch an image that you recognize and it sends chills down your back. On a canister that is probably about 10 feet tall, rows of them, you see the symbol of a gold-plated egg with a computer script around the edges, a sun etched in the center of it. And inside you can see something being built and growing within the tube. The echoes of a roar and cries kind of fill the back of your mind. And then the guide continues showing you around as the doors close. Eventually, all of these moments of exploration kind of come to an end. You guys are eventually brought uh, what would be galactic dusk time towards a meeting room where you see an orc and she um, has a shaved head and she introduces herself as Talnash. Talnash stands there and she says, You are the new recruits. I hear that you will be joining my regiment in one way or another. As I understand it, one of you was cut out more for physical combat and the other two I don't know quite as much. But 
Welcome to the 3rd Battalion. I will be your commander. I will be the one who helps you figure out where we're going to place you. For that cause, you can call me Lit Taunash. Lit also works as well. She's a little bit smaller than Atlas and carries a burst glaive. Walks over and shakes each of your hands. Welcome to the Pelagium Pact. And I think with that, that's probably a good place to call the game. Uh, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> hey, I will say though, that is much better than being blown out of space. That's true. I'm not convinced. Just throw that out I, there. I really couldn't tell you the steps that got us there. <laughs> like, <laughs> so wait, Isaac, just so because I think we've, I feel like I've recognized it, but maybe not. The gold-plated egg the sun in the center of it yeah what exactly was that from oh that's your thing you keep asking about that's what got poor old thank you for listening to this episode of starlight if you enjoyed this please like share subscribe for early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.